Hallelujah. Welcome to this Faith Builders Church live stream. I'm Pastor Paul, and I just am so excited. This is, believe it or not, part five of righteous living is a choice. We can choose to be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Brand new creations in Him. But that takes real discipline. That takes looking at the natural realm and saying, that is not acceptable. That does not line up with the Word of God in my life. And so therefore, I'm about to get my devil butt kicking shoes on. I hope you all went out and bought a pair, man. Just get some shoes and just call them your devil butt kicking shoes. And then just start going out there and kicking his butt everywhere. You don't have to be afraid of the devil. The devil has to be afraid of you. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, brand new creation in Him. I mean, Jesus has overcome the world, praise the Lord. And the devil is the evil spirit in this world, and it has no more influence once you choose your right standing with God to deal with that circumstance with truth and with faith rather than what you see. Hallelujah. We can no longer be tossed to and fro with every little wind of doctrine that's out there that says, you know, it's okay to be the victim. It's okay to get run over and praise the Lord. You know, if it's his will, he'll do this for you. If it's not, then you'll, you know, be eternally bound to this bad circumstance and situation. You know, you got to get out of that thinking. You got to get out of the thinking of ever being a victim in any circumstance or, you know, that you're limited by this or limited by that. No, there's no limits in the kingdom. There's no limits in who you are in Jesus Christ. You got to get rid of all that stinking thinking and begin to walk as a man or a woman of God is called to walk. Jesus paid too high of a price. The Father paid too high of a price for us to be playing, you know, one hand in the world and one hand in 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 the kingdom. We got to get things straight. We got to begin to understand that there is deception in our lives that we have accepted as truth and we need to bind the devil hallelujah from ever uh, allowing that deception to perpetuate our lives and overcome it by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony you're never going to get to the testimony without the blood you're never going to get to the the blood without the righteousness of god in christ jesus that you're going to accept to walk in so praise the lord if you're looking for the testimony you've got to begin to choose to activate the power of that blood in your life or you're never going to have a sustainable testimony. You'll get better, and then you'll get worse, and you'll get better, and then you'll get worse, because you're, you're living in a very earthly or worldly mindset that is not being conformed or has not yet been conformed, because you're getting conformed. The more you, re- you, you hear what we're saying, the more you study this, you should go back and study this word for word for word, and start looking at your life and go, am I really doing these kinds of things? Am I really undermining the authority that God has in my life by, by uh, accepting deception in my life? You see, you cannot live this incredible life where miracle signs and wonders occur if you're not going to see yourself as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You're just going to become self-righteous. You'll become self-justified. You'll, you'll, you'll follow the pattern of the world of, of being limited and, and someone's better or somebody's worse or somebody deserves more and somebody deserves less and all this nonsense. No, you, you set your mind to anything. You ask anything in God's name, hallelujah, in Jesus' name, if you ask anything, He'll do it for you. 
what are you asking for? Are you going to God with complaints? Are you going to God with your murmurs and, and what's not working right and how you're being you know, treated unfairly and, and everything else? Listen, Jesus said you're going to be treated unfairly because he was treated unfairly. You see, you aren't going to get out of that. Quit, quit trying to get people to do things that their sinful nature, their deception is, 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 is motivating them to do. Don't take on what they're perpetuating. You begin to say, okay, praise the Lord. That person is coming from a place where they really need to see who they are in Jesus Christ. So I'm not going to allow their behavior to cause me to, 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 to react to that behavior at that level. I'm going to react in a way, or better yet, respond in a way. Because reaction means that something happens and it, boom, I just, I react to it, right? And it's typically how I've always reacted to something. Well, you could be reacting to things in your own life under the surface, you're not even quite realizing it, and you're reacting, and that's just reinforcing the, 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 the deception in your life and, and reproducing the same fruit in your life. But if you take a moment to say, well, wait a second here, I don't like how that's going, and what does the Word of God have to say about it, and then begin to choose righteousness in your life, then you can respond. And that, that takes thought, that takes care, that takes a moment, and you begin to respond. Well, the more you respond that way, later that will become your natural reaction to things, and you'll literally be liberated in every area of your life. Um. In James chapter 1, I want to read 19 through 27. It's a bit long, but hang out here with me. I, I think you'll, you'll really appreciate what, what the Word of God has to say here. It says, Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. So we must be quick to listen. Not even listen to, but listen to. For. And there's a difference between listening to something and listening for something. Because listening for something can really help you develop the awareness of where this is really coming from. They say that I think about 75% of all communication is nonverbal. So you could almost, somebody can say something, right? But if you're listening to what they're saying, you wouldn't notice that that something underlying here is going on. But if you're listening for and you're looking for other signs of communication that they're, they're expressing, you can see that they're maybe not sincere about what they're saying or whatever. That's the difference between listening to and listening for. And, you know, you can listen for, uh, for other people and help them, you know, achieve greater righteousness, but it's better to just listen for what you're saying. What's coming out of your mouth? What movie are you playing in your head about the unknowns? Where are your fears? And quite frankly, where, what are the real chances of those fears coming to pass? Many of the fears that we have, they don't even have a chance of, of happening. And we get into paranoia and we get into all kinds of stuff. But what this is saying here is you must all be quick to listen, slow to respond or react, and slow to having a negative emotion attached to that thing. It says human anger does not produce righteousness. Let me say that again. Human anger or human e negative emotion does not produce 
the righteousness that God desires. Righteousness, well, wait a second. Are we talking about God or are we talking about people here? We're talking about people. Does not produce the righteousness that God desires. So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives. Well, what is the filth and the evil? Well, that's deception, right? That's the negative emotion that's there. That's the fighting the circumstance and the people and the government rather than understanding they're all being motivated by deception and that you've been given this incredible power as a believer to be righteous and overcome those things and liberate those things from those evil uh, desires. It um, It says, so get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word God has planted in your hearts. That's the truth that's going to make you free. For if it has the for it has the power to save your soul. What has the power to save your soul? The word of God has the power to save your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. Because everything that you're ever going to act on started with a thought. Everything. And so if that thought was, was, was tainted by deception, and then you dwelled on that thought and it became a belief and a part of the fabric of your life, then you have to begin to understand that you've got to unpickle the pickle here, and you've got to start to accept the Word of God rather than the circumstance or how you feel about it, so that the power of the Word can save your mind, will, and emotions. Praise the Lord. That's your only way of escape. You're going to have to produce the mind of Christ and accept the mind of Christ in your life. It says, don't just listen to God's Word. You must do what it says. To, to, be, to choose righteousness, you, you can't just hear it. You have to do it now. You have to step up now. And you're not doing it to test it and say, well, is this real or not? No, I'm doing it as if it's real. I'm doing it as if it's the only thing that's real. I'm doing this as much as I confess my sins and believe that they're, they're, they're uh, 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 forgiven by God when I confess those and I, I repent of my sins. Praise the Lord, whatever's missing and broken in my life, I can do the same thing. I can have the same level of belief and assurance and trust that that's going to happen. Hallelujah. It says, otherwise, you're only fooling or deceiving yourself. For if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. If you see yourself, walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, if you look into the perfect truth, that sets you free and if you don't and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard then God will bless you for doing it. Well what does bless you mean? It means nothing missing or broken. It means that you are an overcomer. It means that whatever's in your way can't be in your way anymore. But you're never going to get to the blessing if you forget the word, if you forget to follow through, if you can forget to be consistent in choosing righteousness, every 
moment of every day. And I got to renew my mind. I can't think like that anymore. Catch yourself. Stop yourself. No, that's a deception. No, that's focused on limits. That's focused on something that, 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 that says there's not enough or, or whatever, or that I'm not enough. No, I'm more than enough because of Christ. And you got to grab a hold of that and you got to train yourself. Because if you'll do it and you'll fight that good fight of faith with your right standing of God, God will bless you for doing it. If you claim to be religious but don't control your tongue, you're only fooling yourself. And your religion is absolutely worthless. It has no value. It's never going to work. Yeah, but I love God and God loves me and all that kind of stuff. Yes, but he's calling you beyond just having lip service here. He's calling you into true action and true belief that what it says in the word about your situation is going to work every time, all the time, and, and without any, any opportunity to ever fail. The more you'll do that, the more you'll believe it. And the more you believe it, the more you're going to receive it. And I promise you, God is not a respecter of people. He, what he does for one, he'll do for another. It says, pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows and their distresses and refusing to let the world corrupt you. Most people just say, well, we're supposed to help the, world, the, the widows and the orphans. Well, it says the widows, the orphans, and having a refusing spirit to allow the world to deceive you in any area of your life. Listen, I can't help the orphans. I can't help the widows. I can't help those in need if I can't help myself. I got nothing to offer. If all I'm going to offer that widow or that orphan is you know, a sandwich or a high five, it's not going to make a difference in their life. But if I show up the way the scripture is talking about and I understand this thing and I'm slow to, 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 um, to speak and slow to get angry and I'm quick to listen and, and discern in my life, and I'm, I'm willing to take my religion and apply it as if it's real, then I'll have everything that I need because I'm blessed from God because of that, and my religion is going to show up in a big way so that I can liberate the orphan, I can liberate the widow, I can liberate everybody who's in distress, and it's more to empower those people to understand who they are in Christ than it is going to be the thing that I can give them in the natural. And certainly I have given to orphans, I have given to widows, and I continue to do that. So it doesn't negate my need to do things like that, but if I'm doing it just with a, a $100 bill and saying, here you go, uh, praise the Lord, that 100 bucks is going to be gone tomorrow. But if I do it and I'm, I'm doing it out of my righteous state that says this is more than $100 I'm going to give them, I'm going to give this to them as an action to support a choice to be righteous right now, and this $100 is going to make a difference in the life of that person. It's going to forever change them. I have no idea how it's going to happen other than the fact that I am choosing righteousness in everything that I do. 2 Corinthians 5, 11 through 17 says, Because we understand our fearful responsibility to the Lord, hallelujah, 
it's about time we have, uh, once again, a fearful responsibility to the Lord, not to our emotions, not to what we want or what we don't want, but praise the Lord's submission to Him to do what He wants us to do. Hallelujah, that would probably solve the majority of the problems in the world, and it certainly would uh, resolve the majority of the problems in the body of Christ. It says, we work hard to persuade others. God knows we are sincere, and I hope you know this too. We are commending ourselves. Are we commending ourselves to you again? No, we are giving you a reason to be proud of us. So you can answer those who brag about having a spectacular ministry rather than having a sincere heart. Listen, Jesus had a, a church of 12 people. He didn't need 10,000 people coming to his church. He didn't need 500 people coming to his church. He needed people that he could disciple and that those people could establish his word throughout the world. That was his goal. That should be the pastor's uh, role. That should be your role as well. You should have people around you you're discipling as well. It says, if it seems we are crazy, it is to bring glory to God. And if we are in our right minds, it is for your benefit. Either way, Christ's life, Christ's love, this is a strong word, controls us. That's different than guiding. That's different than, than, than helping. That's different than all that. Christ's love controls me. That control is going to lead me to who I am in Jesus Christ. Making righteous choices, right? It controls me, it compels me to do it more and more and more. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have died to our old life. I don't think the way I used to think. I don't do what I used to do. Praise the Lord, I'm liberated from all that, and I choose righteousness. He died for everyone so that those who receive His new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and raised for them to empower them. So we have stopped evaluating others. We have stopped evaluating circumstances anymore of a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know Him now. How differently I can express myself now as I continue to choose righteousness in every area of my life to overcome. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. And praise the Lord, a new life has begun. Are you ready for this new life? Are you ready to choose righteousness in your life? 2 Timothy 4, 3-5 For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound, wholesome teaching or truth. They will follow their own desires. This is what we've been talking about through this whole series. And will look for teachers who will tell them whatever they want to hear. They're deceived in every way. And so they pursue other pastors and leaders in the kingdom who are passive in nature, who won't walk as a man of God, called by God. They will walk as a person that is already deceived. And they will allow the deception of those with those itching ears to give them what they want to hear it says in verse 4 they will reject the truth and they will chase after myths but you should keep a clear mind in every situation whatever you're seeing in the natural keep a clear mind hallelujah 
Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry that God has given to you. The ministry that God has given to you doesn't need a title. You are already entitled. You are already the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You don't need any other title. Just go and do what God has called you to do. Don't, don't settle for the status quo any longer. Begin to operate and choose righteousness in your life. 1 Corinthians 10, 12 through 13. If you think you're standing strong, be careful not to fall. Don't allow yourself to glide. Don't get to a good place and then drop this, this nature that you've developed. The temptations in your life are no different than what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, He will show you the way out so you can endure. When you see the circumstance and it's not going the direction, don't buy into it anymore. Praise the Lord. Don't be tempted by it anymore. Free yourself of all that and choose righteousness. Romans 6, 1 through 7. If you just give me a couple more minutes, I'm going to go a little bit long here. It says, well then, we can keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of His wonderful grace. Should we just keep doing that? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? And it's not just the sin of smoking and carousing and sleeping around. It's the sin nature of deception that continues to have rule in our lives and we don't choose righteousness. Or how have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ in baptism, we were joined, he, we joined him in his death. We are, we, for we have died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ has raised uh, from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, we now also may live new lives, new righteous lives, overcoming every area of our lives just as Jesus did. Since we have been united with him in his death, we'll also be raised to life as he was. We're talking about this life and the life to come. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. That doesn't say I'm not going to sin. It says that Christ will cause the influence of sin to be eliminated from my life as I choose righteousness in my life. We are no longer slaves to sin, praise the Lord. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power or the influence of sin, not from sinning. We, there is a cause for Christ, hallelujah. And I am the righteousness of God in Christ in spite of my shortcomings. As long as I continue to walk in obedience, as long as I continue to ask God for forgiveness in my life, He'll be faithful to do it. Closing scripture, Philippians 2, 3 through 11. Do not be selfish. Do not try to impress anybody. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look, don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ had. Though he was God, he did not think equally with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. He, when he appeared 
uh, in human form. He humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above every name, that every name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord of it all, to the glory of God the Father forever and ever and ever. Amen. This is what you've been empowered with. God is sharing his glory with you and he is entrusting you with that glory to choose that glory, to choose righteousness in your life. No longer settle for the status quo. No longer allow the kids in the back to not have you know, 10 teachers deep any longer. No longer allow the ministry to, to have to scrape for this and scrape for that. Praise the Lord. I'm going to dig deep in my own pockets. I'm going to do what God's called me to do. I'm going to do it with all my heart. I'm not going to lean to my understanding anymore. I'm going to begin to understand that the little that I have, the more that I can sow of that little, the more I can induce the, the law of reciprocity in my life where I sow one and I get a hundred fold return and I can continue to build and build and build the kingdom of God and the world can see me for the light on top of that hill, the light that's shining on the inside of me that expels darkness everywhere that I go. This is the life that we're called to. This is the life you're called to. This is the life that you're called to choose. And again, it's just time to stop playing the game. And it's time to start to do what God has called us to do. And do it with all of our heart. Let's make sure all of our hearts are right tonight. Let's give our hearts afresh and new to Jesus Christ. I want you to say this prayer together with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Holy Spirit, come live inside of me. Make me the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, a brand new creation in Him. I pray these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Hey, if you renewed your life to Christ, or you're, you're, you're re-upping right now, and you're, you're, you're going after this, the, the cho choosing righteousness in your life, and you're, you're making all that happen, put a comment down in the feed down below. There's also many links in the feed down below as well where you can connect to our church. I also want to invite you to church on Sunday, uh, both 9 and 10.30 services. We have services out in the courtyard in the open air. We have both services we're maintaining open so that there's plenty of room to spread out in here. We're also opening the altars. We uh, use hand sanitizer before we touch anybody, and we wear masks, hallelujah, as your pastors and elders, not because we want to, but because we want want to help you feel comfortable. We don't, we, we don't want any excuses for you not to be a part of what's happening here at Faith Builders Church. The anointing has just been incredible. The word from Pastor Barb has been absolutely amazing and life-changing, and it's not enough sometimes to watch that from afar. Reach out and call somebody that you're aware of that hasn't been to church in quite a while or hasn't been to church even since the beginning of COVID. It's time to come back. It's time for us to be here in the house of God together. We'll do it safely. We'll do it together. Together, and we'll do it with power and authority and we will choose righteousness to where we can overcome and we can become a catalyst for change in our community, in the city to bring the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ to everyone that we can. Until next time, choose righteousness and choose it with all your heart and all your might.